So we speak to another firefighter today, as I said, in our feature as we shine the spotlight on our essential workers who are serving this country effortlessly, well, no, not effortlessly, but fearlessly, let me say. And Tabi Singh is who we're speaking to today, and she's been a firefighter for 10 years, and she serves at the Lone Hill Fire Station that's here in Johannesburg. And Tabi Singh, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you. Morning, Asanda. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. So you're in my area. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, or you work there, or, or you also stay that that side? Um, I kind of heard it. I wish I could, but I work here. Okay. Well, ten years ago, how did you decide you're going to be a firefighter? Um, it was actually through um, our local fire station, uh, which is actually in Ivory Park. We went there, we started by volunteering because um, our city does it sometimes. So I volunteered since 2008 and then along the way I learned how um, how they work and I also learned about their requirements. So I actually started working in 2010-11. So, so there must be obviously a huge difference between volunteering and doing it uh, part-time. So when you volunteer, what's the thing they look for? What do you need to do there? Oh, okay. Um, anyway, as much as you know that our department also has different divisions, so by then um, it was not really operations. Operations is actually the um, the active firefighting. But then I was in our there's a department called Peer mm-hmm. where you go out, you give people information, you do public awareness shows, and then you also educate small children on fire safety and also adults as well. We run we, we run campaigns. Okay. Um yeah, that's that's how I got to know about it and then I got to know what they require from then on. Then I went on and then I met the requirements obviously. Very, very interesting that you would then decide to get on the actual job then and become fully fledged as a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, no, it's actually, um, it's, a, it's a great job at the end of the day. And personally, as someone that has always liked to serve the community, definitely, you know, it, it, it works well with me at the end of the day because that is what everything is about at the end of the day, you know, saving people's lives, saving people's properties, and, yeah, ensuring that they are well, like, in general. So, yeah. What is the, what is great about your job? Well, um, what is actually great about my job is, you know, having the ability. Okay, because since, since well, we also have um, an ambulance service, you know, so obviously going out there, giving uh, people the necessary treatment, you know, as much as you know that we, we are exposed to different conditions, you know, sometimes we treat people of different ages, children, adults, and the elderly as well. Mm. And also, you know, being able to go out there, um, um, help people in accidents, you know, save people's property, you know, extinguish fires and rescue people that are trapped in vehicles. Different, like, basically everything about my job is actually great at the end of the day. So, so take us through then your scope because, I mean, sometimes maybe we think that firefighting is just about putting out fires, but you are mentioning it's much more to that. You even come to accident <laughs> scenes and assist there, and there's also, you know, medical assistance you give to people. Tell us what, what for your specific role, what, what exactly do you do? What is your work? What are, you, what are your scope 
of employment or, or of work? Oh, okay. Um, okay, uh, with, um, because you have two divisions, like I said. Um, if you are booked on an unit, you are expected um, to go um, out to call, and then we, we also have different um, levels of training, so you should be, be able to practice according to that um, level of practice, you know, give whatever treatment according to what you are qualified for, like in terms of the medical, okay. the medical so, call. So, so this is you, right, or are you speaking generally? Are you, are you on both levels? Yes, um, yes, yes. Um, uh, basically, for Dover, for the past many years, that has been the requirement that you must have fire, you must also have the, the ambulance court okay. as well. Yes. So that is us. Um, yes, that's what we do. We do everything. We do the medical treatment. We also do accidents, car, vehicle accidents. Um, we do firefighting and and drowning as well. We do have a rescue side as well to our department. You actually uh, do everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's quite it's quite broad actually. It's, yeah, yeah. It's very yes. So your kind of training, how long was that then for you to become fully fledged? Oh, okay. All right. Um, we have we we have that basic ambulance course, which is like BAC, which is like around um, six weeks. And then firefighter one, firefighter one is three months. And then you need to have the um, driver's license, um, quoted with the PDP. The PDP must have the goods and the passengers, which is which means that you must be over 21 actually. And then the physical fitness, things like you need to be able to run um, 2.4 kilometers in 12 minutes, mm. you know, under 12 minutes. And then you need to be able to get into confined spaces. You know, some of the rescues are done in confined spaces. And um, you need to be able to be going up ladders, going high. And then the tests that are written, because obviously you went to school, you must be tested if you understand what you studied. Yeah. And then also interviews as well are done for, recruit, for recruitment. The appreciation I have for you guys, I mean, you, you can't be claustrophobic and you can't have a fear for heights in this job. <laughs> Yesterday we were speaking to another firefighter who was also a lady and I was saying, how do you know that you're not afraid of heights? What if you thought you, you were not and then you get on the job and then <laughs> you are struggling a little bit? How did you know that you were not afraid of heights? No, basically. the you have to the test training. it. I mean, you have to see. You have to see yourself in that situation before you can fully know, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what is what is nice about this is that um, the fire training, the fire one training, also prepares you for that because we have uh, the different ladders, the different heights, and you also have to go up. Even with the with the recruitment as well, you need, um, there's somewhere where they test if you can go up, if you can climb a ladder high and then come come down. So it is quite a huge part and parcel of our job mm. at the end of the day. Yes. How often do you exercise then or train for your physical fitness? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the way you well, laugh, <laughs> you're thinking, hey, I should be <laughs> doing something, but not really. <laughs> you're only I human, do. though, and saying. Yeah, no, I should. I do. I do, basically, because at the end of the day, not only is our job physically training, but it's training in, all, in other forms as well. So exercise is very, very important. 
you know, for our job, for us to be properly able to do our job, we do need to be physically active. So I do my best and yeah, we run. We run even at our station as well. We run mm-hmm. in the morning. We also have um we do a bit of weightlifting as well. So there's different forms. We've got a tower that we run up and down, you know. Yeah. So we do exercise. Exercise is important yeah. for us in our jobs. Yeah. What is it like then? Because I mean, when you started as a volunteer, you were sort of like in an ambassadorship role and teaching people and uh, just giving the community awareness on fire safety. What is it like when you uh, teach the kids and they come to the fire station to have a look? Well, now it's COVID, but before when they could come in, have a look at how things work. And you know, kids, how they get so excited about things. What, what's it like when they come in and visit and, and do a tour, like maybe the schools, the primary schools? Yeah, it's actually like forever exciting, you know, because like like you like you're saying right now, kids love fire engines. Once they see fire engines on the road, they want you know they want us to hit the horn and greet them. <laughs> so, so it's actually it's, it's it's a great thing to have kids around and to teach them, you know, the fire safety things as well. And yeah, they need to know in order to avoid accidents as well, like burns, you know, not, them not playing with matches, lighters and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure, you know, and there's always kids coming around after we get the fire fire engine in our area. So yeah. we always have kids around and it's quite cool. And that's so exciting for those little ones. What has been a, a funny story that you can remember with one of the kids? Maybe a funny question or a funny story uh, with one of the children you'd come to contact with? Oh, you know, you know, at some point, um, uh, okay, none really comes to mind, mm. but kids are, you know, obviously they're always energetic. It's always um, a great feeling to be around children, you know, because at the end of the day, they just have that pure spirit, you know, you, yeah. you get to learn as well as an adult, you know, because kids are so innocent, you know, and yeah. Your family, how do they feel about your your work? Especially, okay, let me say, how did they feel about it at the beginning and how you've maybe seen them now change in terms of you being in this field for so long and and how they view you now? Obviously, they see you as a hero now, but what was it like at the beginning and how have you seen it change? Um, You know, um, also having had, um, uh, having gone into the, to the, to the industry 10 years ago, they were very happy at the end of the day, yeah. you know, because not many of us are working. And like I said, if I volunteered for three years, it means that probably there was no source of income. And, you know, once you start working, that that becomes data. You know, for me, they were, they were happy. Like, yeah, they always supported me in everything that I've done. So for me, for whatever that I was doing to bring in money as well, then, yeah, that was a blessing, actually. So for me, it's always in support all the way, basically. Were there any other family members in the emergency services space? <laughs> well, none whatsoever. Hey, oh, I'm so you, you created history there in terms of <laughs> yes, the Sibuka the family. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm the first, yes. Do you want someone to follow you, or you feel like you must be the first and last? Well, um, I would I would like them to follow me 
um, yeah, I would like them to follow in my footsteps because at the end of the day, we do need people that are going to genuinely serve, you know, serve our community and work for them. And yeah, mm. yeah, I would definitely encourage people, you know, to come into the field, family to come into the field and work at the end of the day, serve our community, uplift our community at the end of the day. Who do you look up to and what motivates you? Uh, well, hey, um, at this moment, I, I can't really say there's a particular person. But, you know, oh, um, obviously in life, you know, you need to stay positive. So I follow a lot of motivational speakers. You know, I watch a lot of YouTube, you know, in terms of that. And mm-hmm. I get a like, different different number of people that are very inspiring and motivating, you know, in order for for a person to be positive, you know, majority of the time. So Yeah. yeah. We, mm-hmm. we we really appreciate you. As we get into our new day on this Wednesday, how how would you motivate us? What is your quote of the day? And maybe for yourself also because you're about to start a new day. What are your thoughts? Um, okay, with with everything for me, you know, I believe I believe in in attitude, you know, that we must have a positive attitude because it changes a lot. Not only does it change your mind, but physically as well. You know, having that bright outlook in life helps. It helps a mm-hmm. lot. You know, it helps you to have the motivation to do things and to make things happen. So people must stay positive, you know, and know that at the end of the tunnel, there is life, and we will not limit ourselves. Let's go for our dreams. Let's yeah. follow them. Let's fight relentlessly for our dreams, because we're here for a purpose at the end of the day. Absolutely. So we yeah, appreciate you again, and we salute you, and thank you for all that you are doing. I mean, over and above waking up so early this morning <laughs> to talk to us. <laughs> Just- I Generally, how you are inspiring us and many others who are listening and many others who come into contact with you. Uh, salute to you, Ntabi Singh. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. Ntabi Singh, Seboga firefighter, as we shine the spotlight on our essential workers serving Mzanti. We'll get into trending topics in just a bit. Our time being seven minutes past four. Good morning, Sound Awake family. So what do you have to say? So this message from Anonymous says, Morning, Sister Asanda, this unemployment rate is so depressing. I think it's time for youth to try to learn everything about entrepreneurship because it's sad to complete your studies after all and not getting a job at all. It's time for South Africans. We support each other in business. Okay, let's listen then to more of your views.